I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm back. I am back. Just like, are the Mavs back? No, they're not back. Not yet. Um, but yeah, it is kind of crazy. I feel like I've literally been gone from Dallas for like two weeks. Uh, with I've had like two trips. With like literally one uh, one day and a half of which I've been in Dallas for a Christmas trip back home, came back, left with my church on a church trip to Colorado uh, to Crested Butte. If you know where Crested Butte is at, or if you've been there, tweet at me because I think it literally is one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. I love everything about it. But Except. one thing, <laughs> one thing, um, small infomercial. Have you ever been at high altitudes before and you have a, you had a lack of breath? Maybe you should drink more water. <laughs> or else. Is your urine turning the same color as the Mavericks jerseys when they were metallic? <laughs> Does your urine look like gold? Do you have a blasting headache? Uh, no. So we spent uh, four or five days in Crested Butte, Colorado, and we... Uh, I was snowboarding. I did these snowboarding lessons on day one because I never snowboard. I've skied before, but I've, I've tried snowboarding out. And I was feeling weird. I knew I was feeling weird, and I, I knew I wasn't drinking a ton of water, and people were telling me to drink water, drink a lot more. And uh, I was like, I'd never been at altitude. It was like, like nine or 10,000 feet. And I'd never been that high before, and um, high up in the sky. And <laughs> and uh, I, I obviously didn't drink enough water, so... Uh, my like third day there resulted in me spending multiple hours in emergency room clinic, uh, getting an IV and a bunch of fluids pumped into me and my heart rate and everything was jacked up. And so it cut my fun short, but it was a very beautiful place to be at. And it also now, coincided with the, uh, the Mavericks home or the Mavericks road trip. So I don't know if you were responding to the altitude or if you're just responding to this, this slide that the Mavericks are going down there. It was funny because I <clears throat> service was kind of hit or miss, and so I would check my phone and I would try to get some updates here and there. Uh, but I was I, I was trying to view it as a break too, and I, I like taking breaks from. Sometimes we we can get so consumed into, uh, uh, or at least I can. I can get too consumed into the sports world and Mavericks world and Twitter. That's all I'm thinking about literally. And uh, so I was trying to take a break, but then I couldn't, and I was sent and I would check stuff, and I saw Lucas All Star stuff. You. Uh, but the Luke all-star stuff, I was just like cracking up about, I thought it was the funniest thing ever when I saw it first come, uh, the results come back and, um, his new little gif of him clapping, I, I thought so it was the great. funniest thing. <laughs> oh, I was dying. Um, but then of course, uh, we lost a couple and I was like, oh, this is going to be miserable now. All right. Let's, uh, this is what we're going to talk about today. We got some random new stuff to talk about. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, we will talk about. The all-star voting, because I want to get Isaac's opinion on everything uh, with all-star voting. I've talked about it on the podcast over the weekend, but I just want to get Isaac's opinion on it. We'll talk about the four-game road trip that Isaac missed. 
And we'll kind of just recap that, especially if people didn't listen to the podcast last week. And then we will discuss uh, the Mavericks tonight. If you listen to this on Monday, the Mavericks are playing the Lakers without LeBron, probably without Kyle Kuzma, but possibly uh, he will be joining the team. Um, The Lakers started, Isaac. Today, the Lakers played. So this is going to be the second night of a back-to-back. The Lakers started against the... The uh, who'd they play? The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. That's part of our new stuff. We'll talk about. They started <laughs> Javale McGee and Ivica Zubac. Oh wow! <laughs> together, together, together. Their only other fours. Their only other four was like Michael Beasley. So kind of limited on options. So that could be the starting lineup against the Mavericks if oh. uh, Kyle Kuzma is still out. So look forward to that. Hopefully. Hope. We could only hope. So, all right, but let's talk about some news. Um, shocker. The Memphis Grizzlies and Chandler Parsons have decided to part ways. He is going to be rehabbing in L.A. Uh, via Tim McMahon, he was given the option. He's, he's given the options to do these things. He could play a rehab stint with the Memphis Hustle, who is the, the Grizzlies G League team. He could rehab in Memphis, or he could rehab in or train in Memphis. He could, I think because he, he's cleared to play. He's been cleared to play since December 21st. But he could train in Memphis and not be with the team, or he could train in L.A. So he decided, which one of those three would you decide, Isaac, if you were given huh. the choice of playing with the G League team, <laughs> training in Memphis, or training in Los Angeles? That's a really hard decision. In January, I, might I add. I think I would lean towards L.A. probably. Possibly. Quite possibly. Especially if I was Chandler Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just – let's just take another victory lap for the Mavericks. Deciding on you know bringing in Harrison Barnes instead of giving that contract to Chandler Parsons. That's, that's honestly the first move that started this whole rebuild. I think that's the first big move that the Mavericks made that actually that was the first piece. I feel like I feel like Harrison Barnes is the first piece of the rebuild. Hey guys, there are a lot of you out there, a lot of listeners. Yeah, where are y'all, you? Y'all were mad about that, and you got to embrace that. That that should we should find an old takes exposed of some Mavs fans out there that were pissed that Dallas didn't like match that money and bring Chandler Parsons back to Dallas on that massive deal. But. Isaac Chandler Parsons had a good two months at the end of the 2000 was it 16 season 15 season I'll get out of here I did see something I did see a few tweets uh, tonight after that news came out that said yeah look at look at Dallas right there they let they let Parsons go and we got Luca in return Mike newsflash guys we probably would have gotten Luca anyway if we still had Parsons uh, because we would have gotten him and kept the pick too we probably wouldn't have had Dennis. Uh, we probably would have had like a higher pick Lonzo. than that. Uh, and then, you know, some that would be, uh, you know, if, if that's a what if part- right there, that's for, for our summer. What if series? I feel like we should still keep doing the what if series. Oh yeah. 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 The what if series could be, what if they, what if they, um, decided to keep Parsons? What if they would have, what if Nerland's Noel would have accepted the deal? Yes. Those are two, yes. two separate ones. I feel like we need to do, but the Parsons one's interesting because they would have been, Way worse, I feel like, because well, yeah, he just wouldn't and, play. What if Atlanta didn't do the deal? You know where would? Oh, Dallas? don't no! I don't want to do that one. <laughs> that one's just sad. I don't want to talk about that. If we had Dennis and like Wendell Carter right now, yeah. Let's take a break. When we when we come back, let's talk about the All Star voting, and then we'll get into this four game road trip. 
All right, Isaac. So the first returns for all-star voting. I explained it all in a podcast a couple of episodes ago. Maybe just last episode. It's been a couple days. But I explained how all this works. But Luca, after first returns, is second in front court voting in the West. He is fourth among all Western Conference players. Um, keep going, guys. Keep voting. If you if you haven't voted, you can vote at once every single day. Just go to Google's Google search Luka Doncic NBA vote. Luka Doncic NBA All Star vote. You can vote right there through Google. It's super easy. It's not as easy as tweeting, but it is still easy. Uh, people are all upset about how they're not. It's not tweeting anymore. Uh, how you I'm can't bummed. do the, the NBA vote, but. The NBA is making money off of Google with this because if you look at every single thing that the NBA puts out, it says presented by Google. And so Google is paying them money for this traffic. <laughs> yes. So that is the reason why it is not tweeting. There's not tweeting anymore. But Just what, think if you- it, what if it was like a random company like Red Bull or something? Go to RedBull.com to vote. Their servers just like blow up. Well, remember when you, when you used to be able to vote on uh, the servers like or the like in, in arena, you would have to go and. You know, oh, like, yeah. like do your little ballot and put it in. And, <laughs> and it used to just be on NBA.com, too. Um, I was thoroughly shocked that Luca, like, we joked, like, on the pod a while back that this could be, like, a Zaza type thing, um, except Luca's actually good. Um, and Slovenia's no smaller than, than, uh, I, I just didn't think he would get, get that much. I mean, I never thought he would get more votes than than Kevin Durant, and that 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 just um, that blew me away. I just started laughing when I when I saw it. I just started cracking up when you sent it to me. I I literally took a <laughs> screenshot of your tweet, and that's what I'm looking at right now. And um, I just started cracking up because I'm like, look at the hype around Luca right now. I just absolutely love it. And uh, <clears throat> I think the guards, the fact that Derrick Rose has over a hundred thousand more votes than James Harden right now. Is quite, quite <laughs> well, hilarious. this was the first returns came before his, his huge runs. So I'm assuming that it's going down okay. since then, but the, uh, the Derrick Rose one is really funny because if you remember the, the captains come out of each one out of each conference, the highest vote getters in each conference. And I don't think they're going to repeat, you know, captains year after year. Is that, isn't that correct? I think that yeah, that's true. So, so we take LeBron and no, so so LeBron. Well, just because LeBron was last year, don't they not repeat again? Yeah, it would take LeBron off and, and Steph Curry Steph. off. Yeah, and so the captain from the West would be Derrick Rose. Oh my gosh, it would. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Can we just okay? They're they're doing the the All Star thing uh, draft on live TV this year. I would love for Luca to be a captain that would be the craziest funniest thing ever oh my gosh but let's just be real he's only he, like a, like nineteen thousand away from derrick rose at, at the time of first real, returns though. too it would be boring if luca was yes he, he it would just like i would be very intrigued with who he would pick and we would all be trying to tie all these connections of how he who he'd pick and all that stuff but on live tv it would be kind of boring he better pick whoever is the uh well, we'd get a lot of gifts out of it, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, we and we would eat it up. We would absolutely love it. I don't think it's it would be great for us. But you're just saying on a national level. Yeah. No, it would be great for us. I'm talking about like national, just NBA fan. Like we've seen Luca and talked to Luca and all this stuff, and just seeing him in front of a camera and just all this stuff. Like him. Um, yeah. 
it would just, I, I think it would just be kind of bland and it, it would be funny. We would laugh because he would just be so like just monotone and just, okay, um, LeBron James. I will take Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah. Well, he would yeah, pro- yeah. he'd probably be going against Giannis. He probably- yeah. And- <laughs> Do you think Giannis would be able to get it out of him though? Because Giannis seems like a guy that would push the envelope and kind of poke fun and. It would be. I wonder if the players will be in person when they make the draft. That would. The be players fun. are not. I know that the players are not, but the two captains will be. Okay. They'll be picking. I know it's not they like, like put a, all the players in like a, a big group, like it's a, a playground room, park, like a like, green I pick you, a green room. <laughs> oh man! But how how wild is that that the two captains? There's a possibility the two captains could be Giannis and Luca. Like how far the NBA has come internationally. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. And we talked about the pathway for Luca to be an All Star and like whether he should be a while back. And yeah, I don't I don't think he will end up being a starter just because it's you know you I'm sure you've explained yeah. on the pods the percentages of votes and all this stuff. And we love Luca, but um, it's fifty percent. By the way, it's fifty percent fan vote, so this only counts fifty percent. 25% player vote and 25% media a media panel which we're not part of so yeah so like i mean lebron kd and ad uh should be uh the starters but then you you start looking at the bench and say okay after that i mean paul george and, and jokic uh, i think they they should be locks so then you're looking at i do uh, here's the thing we were kind of wondering going into the voting where luka would be classified as a guard yeah. or a forward, and it definitely helps that he's a forward. Um, when it comes to the, because when it comes to the guards, and you're looking at Steph and Harden and Russ and probably Dame, like those are some solid guys right there. Uh, it's harder to get in as a guard, in my opinion, in the West. So yeah, if he would get in, forward, it, if he would get in on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him as a forward, uh, I think there is a pathway for him to get that third forward spot as a reserve or one of the two wild cards. But it, the team's got a. The team's got to start winning. They definitely have to start winning. Uh, man, it's just this, this whole road trip has just been tough. <laughs> I mean, the about the Charlotte game, like that was an incredible, awesome game. I, I obviously I didn't get to see uh, with being outside. I didn't get to see these these past three games and the Charlotte game, the blowout. Dennis going back to North Carolina. He loves that. He's very open about playing back at home. And it looked like the whole team was just clicking on every single cylinder that game. Uh, was that? I'm assuming that was really fun to watch. It was. It was fun to watch. There's. There's some good things. The Luca little claps his hands next to his face when he was on the jumbotron gif was was pretty awesome. Uh, by the way, the NBA app right now shows that the Mavericks only started four players in that game. <laughs> I'm looking at the box score. It says they only started four. That Dennis Jr. didn't exist. Doing <laughs> something. Just kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, Dennis was good. Luca was good. Uh, the bench kind of came up pretty big uh, in this game because they, they played a lot. Because the Mavericks didn't play a lot, and the 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 Hornets just couldn't hit really anything. <laughs> it yeah. felt like nothing was just going right for them. Uh, Dennis had an, an incredible crossover of Kemba, and uh, Kemba completely fake like bought the fake on it, which didn't even make sense because he he went towards the sideline instead of towards the basket when he. Like his defensive stance, I'm just not really sure what he was trying to do. Huh. But uh, but yeah, that that game aside, the rest of this trip though was, was brutal. They didn't even really have a chance in any of these games. It felt like they they would come back and make it close in a couple of these, but then the, the other team just went on this you know 17 point run, 15 point run, and it just 
they didn't have a shot. And that that was the thing in in Boston, you know, Kyrie didn't play, and I seen I seen where Kyrie wasn't gonna play. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I was at, I was actually speaking that night, uh, right when the game was starting, because that game was on ESPN, and I was literally yeah. walking from my hotel to this conference uh, room to go speak, and I <laughs> I walked by this restaurant. And I seen you know, about the tip, and I was seeing it, literally as I was walking by, Luca was like stretching, about to go on the court, and I'm like giving him a fist pump as I'm walking. <laughs> I'm like, win this game, Kyrie's out, y'all sh- y'all should get this on the road, and uh, they didn't. <laughs> they did not. No, even though Harrison Barnes didn't did his best. <laughs> the uh, yeah, they, man, it's it's tough to watch this team when they're not hitting shots, and that's just kind of where it was. They shot thirty percent from three in that game. Uh, how um how hard was it to watch the Dirk misses? Oh, the the Dirk misses were hard, but it was just more fun that everybody was in on it and that everybody wanted Dirk to to hit it. Did you know the record at the time? Did, I knew you'd love this record. I laughed about it so much that the night of, but there's a record. The most that, random stat. The most the most points scored by a Western Conference player in the Garden, <laughs> the what? Boston Garden. You send that to me, you text it to me, and you, and I literally start dying laughing. I'm like, this is a classic stat that they would put up on the screen. But they they talked to Dirk about it afterwards, Dallas Morning News, and Dirk said he was aware of it, and that's why they put him back in because they were trying to get the record. That was the reason. Oh my god, back in. It's the most random stat I've ever. <laughs> so random and weird. I don't get it. <laughs> if any of you care about that record, please tweet at us. I would please like, let us know. I would like to know. I, I can understand if it's because the guy above him is Kobe Bryant and you want Dirk to pass Kobe and there are lots of people that hate Kobe and I understand that. Other than yeah, that, sure. other than that, I have no idea why you would care about this stat. <laughs> Dirk is not going there's not going to be a little, you know, milestone plaque in his trophy room that talks about that. Yeah, uh, that's going to be uh, the last of his records and all that stuff. Um <clears throat> so, I know the Charlotte game was the very first game and we texted about it a little bit um, that everyone was healthy. Yeah. And this is what we had been talking about is when everyone's healthy, how will the rotations and minutes shake out? And you saw the Charlotte game, the blowout and all that stuff. Then the Boston game came and I looked at the box score later on that night and I see where Maxi didn't play at all. How did the, how did the fan base react to that? And, uh, because I know, I know how I feel about it. I know how you feel about it. Uh, was everyone sharing our beliefs of frustration that Maxi didn't play at all? Yes, not not everyone, but there's people that were sharing some frustrations. A lot of the frustration right now is about Rick's rotations and how you know a lot of things we've been talking about is just it just doesn't seem like things are working. Uh, it's either the bench or the starters doesn't work, and it seems like they're two different teams right now. And we'll definitely talk about this later, but it just seems like you have to make some kind of move between the two parties because yes. one side it's it's like they're playing two different teams and one of the teams isn't working every single night. It's not just the bench or just the starters, it's one or the other. Sometimes both. Yeah, and or I mean sometimes both could be working and that's like the Charlotte game, you know, the these 20-point games that they win every once in a while, all the games at home, <laughs> things like that, but on the road it's one of the two aren't working and they don't work tremendously. What about our boy in Philly, Ryan Brokoff? Let's go. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the Brian Brokoff has been on the pod before. If you want to go back and listen to that pod, search back through the archives. He went off, man. And it was like it was in like a two minute 
span. <laughs> Two to five minute span that he just went off. And these threes were tough. It was not like he was hitting open jumpers. He, there's a guy hand in his face. He's coming off a corner. You know, he had a dunk? Coming off a screen. Yes. What, he had a give and go with DeAndre. That was great. A block? He blocked Ben Simmons. <laughs> yes. Ben Simmons. I was like, I think I was more of of the, the these three games that I missed. I think I was more upset that I missed Rowdy B's breakout oh. than, than anything else. I love the name. <laughs> I love the name so much. And Mark Followell should get credit for that because he called him that during the broadcast. Did he really? Yeah. Well, Ra- Rowdy, he called uh, him somebody- Ra- he called him Rowdy Ryan Brokoff, but shortening it to Rowdy B is is amazing. Rowdy, uh, I know somebody reached out to me when I because I wrote about him and we brought him on the pod, <clears throat> and somebody reached out to me in the preseason that he was uh, called Rowdy overseas. Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. That that was a previous thing, but I don't know about the Rowdy B part. Rowdy B is so great, though. <laughs> the day ones will understand Rowdy B. <laughs> Gosh, rowdy so, B, Rowdy B. He's so different too, like completely different as a player. <laughs> <coughs> can I uh can I bring up a, a starting lineup stat for you? Do it. Uh, pl- uh, let, pl- let's pl- take a break and when we come back, we'll uh we'll discuss that. So when we come back, Isaac's gonna bring me a starting lineup stat that will change the way I look at the Dallas Mavericks forever. All right, Isaac. Blow my mind. All right, so in the NBA, five-man lineups. Okay. There are 11 lineups, 11 five-man lineups in the entire NBA that have played over 285 minutes together. It's kind of surprising. <clears throat> the top one is Charlotte's. Uh, Charlotte's, I'm assuming it's their starting unit of Marvin Williams, Batum, Kemba, Lamb and Zeller. Yeah, that was they a f- that was a big storyline going into the the Charlotte game because they they had to start uh, Billy Hernan Gomez and they also had to start Devonte Graham instead of Zeller and Lamb. It was like one of the first times they haven't started all five of their guys. Okay, so that makes sense. They played 461 minutes together. Now um, we're lot. recording this on on Sunday night, so th- this could obviously be changing. Um, but anyway, that's the number one. That's the most played together lineup of of five man lineups. Going on down to at uh, the eleventh one at two hundred eighty-five minutes is Orlando starting unit. Okay, of those eleven five-man lineups that have played at least two hundred eighty-five minutes together, only one of them has a negative has, net rating. Has a net negative. <laughs> I know net where this rating. is going. <laughs> okay, so but let's look at some of the positive ones. Uh, <clears throat> the highest one at two hundred eighty-eight minutes together. Is the Jazz with Rubio, Crowder, Gobert, Ingles, and Mitchell? They have a positive net rating of plus fifteen. That's pretty good. Uh, OKC, OKC. Uh, why can I say OKC? <laughs> OKC's uh, unit with Ferguson in there. They have uh, they played two hundred ninety six minutes and have a positive net rating of fourteen point nine. There is one that is straight even at zero. And that's okay. the Sacram- that's the Sacramento Kings uh, starting unit. Well, does Shumpert start for them? Yes. Okay, because they played 377 minutes together. <coughs> At 324 minutes together, the, the five-man lineup that have of those 11 that have played over 285 minutes together is Dallas Mavericks starting unit of DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, Barnes, Dennis, and Luka. 
Newsflash, something's not working. And this is where it gets frustrating as a fan base. And <clears throat> I'll just be open that like the starting unit's not working. Like you got to make some type of change. And this is what I don't get. If we're going to push for the playoffs, then it's like you you're just keeping on writing something that's just not working. The stats show it, the the analytics show it's not working. The eye tests show it's not working. Like something's got to change. You either got to shake up the starting unit or you got to make a trade or you got to do something because it's not they're at a they're at a minus 7.7. There's not a single other lineup that has played that that is in the negative, like in played that much, yeah, yeah, that's played that much together. So that tells you that hey, this isn't working, but we're still gonna play it a ton together for reasons I I don't know. Well, we we talked about this starting lineup, especially at the beginning of the season, how every single player on this starting lineup has a narrative attached to them that leaves them in the starting lineup. And almost seems like you can't bench them. But once you get to the point in the season where you're needing to make changes, where something has to give, then you should just throw narrative out the window. Yeah. Oh, right? I mean, absolutely. That's the thing. <clears throat> I mean, and this is where it gets to where you got to try to find a, uh, find a way to understand it. Of if it's not working, there's one thing when it's not working and it's younger players that you're developing. But when it's not Which is working, two, two of the players in the starting five. Yeah, but when it's not working, and you got guys like Maxi and Dorian that are getting, um, I don't want to say outplayed, but they have guys in front of them that are getting uh, way more minutes than them, and it's still not working. Like these are two guys that Maxi and Dorian that a lot of us believe that could be key pieces to the future of uh, taking this next step as a franchise and. Uh, I don't think there's any scenario in which Maxi should get a DNPCD. Like I, I don't. One, I think I, I think he should be playing over Dwight Powell. I, uh, you can't convince me anything that Dwight Powell does uh, better than Maxi in that lineup, and especially if it's just not working. Have you watched my latest video? Which one? The ten things. No, no. You did you put that out when I was gone, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just two. Just like okay. two days ago. Um, okay. Get ready for this stat. Then I'm, I'm excited that you haven't seen it yet. All right, oh, let's go. So I've been talking about I've been talking about how um, Devin and JJ are like the ice climbers, right? And how yes. they, they really need each other. All right, listen to this: Maxi and Dwight Powell together in 323 minutes. Now this is uh, as of January 3rd. In 323 minutes, have a positive 15 net rating, 15.0 net rating. Maxi and Dwight together. Maxi and Dwight when they're on the floor together. Now, when Dwight is on the floor without Maxi Kleba in 180 minutes played total. So, so Dwight Powell has played 180 minutes when Maxi is not on the floor. He has a net rating of negative 17.5. <coughs> Holy crap. That is no longer just an eye test. That is no longer just like a, I don't think that Dwight plays very well without Maxi. That is real. That is a huge, that's like a 32 Point five point difference. That's so massive. That is, that is wild. You so they're like the they're like the mega ice climbers. So the the idea that that Dwight shouldn't play without Maxi is exasperated. And so then when you're when you're like, well, I don't think that that Dwight should play over Maxi. Well, like Dwight shouldn't play him unless Maxi is playing <laughs> is playing <laughs> at this point. It's wild how how big of of a difference that is. <laughs> 
Yeah, and the only explanation for something for um, something along those lines is is there a, you know is there a trade coming in which you you want to use those salaries or you want to just show other teams that they're capable players or something along those lines. I don't know, but something's got to change, and I, I think a shakeup will be coming. Uh, will be coming soon. Just because. Do you think Carlisle really does that, though? Do you think Carlisle really does take from the front office and take these ideas of like, hey, we have to showcase some of these guys. We have to showcase a Wes Matthews. We have to showcase a Dwight Powell. We have to showcase a you know insert player X and actually play them more and change his game plan in order to you know up their trade value. Because it doesn't seem like Rick Carlisle is a guy that really thinks about things like that or would consider doing that. I might surprise you, but I I absolutely do. Wow. <coughs> I'm not going to offer an explanation to that. I would like um, you, I would like you to. <laughs> um, Dwight Powell on the season is ten for fifty four from three pointer. Just just let you. Did all you know see that. Kirk's tweet the other day? <laughs> no. Okay, so he's. I'm gonna get some of the numbers wrong, but I, the the, la, the last percentage I know is 100 percent correct, unless I can find it real quick. Uh, Dwight Powell on the season is like 10 of 40 something from three, just like an awful number. Uh, he has hit six out of nine threes in it in like three games. So if you take out those three games, he's shooting 9% from the season. Oh my three. goodness. It's wild. Well, I mean, even right now, I mean, he's 10 for 54 on the season. That's 18%. He's yeah. shooting 18%. Why, why is That's he shooting? Still bad. Still very bad. Like why, he, why is he still shooting? From three. Like, also, you want to is... hear something that's funny? Yes. Four of those threes were assists from Maxi. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Because I was going through every single time that Dwight and Maxi have assisted to each other, and I was like, "That's a Dwight three. That's a Dwight three. That's a Dwight three. <laughs> like just just put Maxi. If you don't want to stretch out or try to figure out how to play." Maxi, Dwight, Dirk, like and alternating their minutes, just swap out roles. Just like give Dwight a DMP CD and like switch that out a little bit and see how it works then. Like I just Maxi's played too well this season for him to just get nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Yeah. And you said it best when we were texting a few days ago. <clears throat> you said I think we have too many too many good players. How'd you word it? The Mavericks have too many players. Too many players, not enough good ones. Yeah. So it's, or too many good players, not enough great players. Ex- exactly. And it's just they they have too many good players that that should be getting minutes in different types of roles. Yeah. Ryan Brokoff comes out of nowhere and shoots three for five from three. 15, 15 threes, three assists. I mean, gosh, that guy is just sitting around and hanging out, and he has something that every single team needs desperately in shooting yeah and that that's why i'm really curious on what what these next couple weeks hold for for the mavericks and if they made some type of move um over these next week or two over these next two weeks if they made some type of move i wouldn't be surprised at all whether that's bringing in somebody whether that's a trade whether that's um A massive, I wouldn't say massive, but just a, a complete switch up and stuff. I just think, I mean, I feel like I broke a record on this. I just think a swap out of Finney Smith and Wes, a swapping of them would just do wonders for them. At least just give it a shot, you know? Like, that was in my 10 things too. You want to hear their numbers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. All right. So the start, if you consider the starters to be 
Dennis, Luca, Harrison Barnes, and DeAndre. The starters with Dorian, with Wes Matthews, that starting lineup that you mentioned earlier, negative 8.1. This was as of January 3rd, so it's changed, obviously, since you just mentioned it. This, those same starters with Dorian Finney-Smith in 133 minutes are positive 3.4. Ooh. So that is a, what is that, a 11-point swing. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty massive. The bench with Dorian Finney-Smith, if you consider the bench to be you know, Maxie, Dwight, uh, JJ, and Devin. The bench with Dorian Finney-Smith in 93 minutes is 12.7 net rating. So positive 12.7, which is good. It's great. Great as a, yeah. a bench unit. That same unit with Wes in just 15 minutes, but still, is a positive 40.8. Holy crap. <laughs> and then if you take out Devin Harris and replace him with Brunson, and so you have Wes in there, so you have JJ, Brunson, Wes, Maxie, and Dwight. It's a positive 26.8 in 25 minutes. So if you combine those two bench units, that's in that's about, what is that? 40 minutes of, of solid bench play we've seen from, from Wes with the bench. See, I would like to see a bench unit of J.J., Devin, Wes, Dirk, and Maxi. With Dorian with the starters. That's what I would like to see in the second unit. And try, <clears throat> but there's all there's also a possibility of bring, them bringing in somebody and saying, "Hey, let's let's try to swap, switch up something in the second unit or something." Like Pat McCall, like I mean that whole situation that's going on with no. Cleveland stuff. I like Pat McCall back. You like Pat McCall? I'm, I'm I did. I'm not as um, I'm not as big on Pat McCall right now. The but, the Mavericks no, don't need to bring in another player to try and figure this out. No, no, yeah, somebody like Pat McCall would just be like a bench player or something like that. He's not going to be an upgrade, I don't think. I think we both agree they need a bigger swing than that. Like Chandler uh, Parsons. Oh, my dear God. What if Parsons gets bought out and then he's just a straight free agent? What would he What would he do? Would he go like the uh, Cousins Golden State route and like go yeah, and like play for the Some people were tweeting that today that the, uh, the, the Golden State Chandler Parsons reclamation documentary has already started filming. Uh, <coughs> Dallas. I mean, would he come back? No, I was just kidding. Houston. A lot of people um, have mentioned Houston. It worked for Austin uh, Rivers. Do you see Austin oh Rivers gosh. the other night? By the way, if you go back yes. and watch one game from your from your trip that you missed, go back and watch that Rockets Warriors game. I did see the last shot by Holy Harden. That was cow, insane. That was a game. That whole game was good. And Austin wow. Rivers was like going head to head with Curry. It was, no, I can't. I cannot watch Austin Rivers. I refuse. Well, you're gonna have to watch him in the playoffs because he's on the Rockets. <laughs> uh, hopefully, there's a, a a Mavericks Rockets playoff series. That'd be nice. By the way, the Mavericks are they're they're pretty far out of the playoffs right now. They, that's this slide did not come <coughs> at a good time at all. And that's what we're saying. Like, hey, something's got to happen over the next couple of weeks. They're 18 and 21 right now. Um, they're near the bottom of the West. There's some other teams that are. Um, <clears throat> Memphis, you know, they just got Justin Holiday. I thought that was a solid move. I don't, I didn't understand people out there saying that. Oh my gosh, the Bulls got such a good return for with Justin two Holiday. two second round picks, freaking two second round picks. Like those things just go like freaking Halloween candy on draft night. Just whoever wants a second, you can get it. Like who cares about? Like, you pay two three million dollars, you can get a second round pick from the Bulls. Yeah, I don't like. I didn't <laughs> understand it. Like they just, I think Justin Holiday is an underrated guy. Yeah, I thought like, he, was, I thought he was good. I'm like, if you were to tell me like Dallas would pay two second rounders for Justin Holiday for to go like, hey, let's make a playoff push, sign me up, cool. Like, but you already see teams like that that Memphis is looking at those types of deals and saying, hey, we want to, you know, 
I wouldn't say that that's a completely all in move, but like that's clearly they want to they want to you know make the playoffs and stuff. So that's what you're going to see these types of moves from players or from teams in both conferences of saying, trying to distinguish themselves. Are they going to try to go up or are they going to go down? Yeah. And uh, Dallas needs to, they need to figure this stuff out quick. Well, and it seems like every report that's come you know, out about the Mavericks and possible trades is that Dallas is always an active team. Like there was a Mark Stein report a couple weeks ago that was like Dallas an always active team, you know, was always looking for trades and always looking for, for options. It just seems like, you know, every report has said that they are active and looking and, you know. And I'm assuming you you talked about, well, shout out to our guest that um, filled in last week. Thanks for filling in. And I'm sure one pod who was our, talked about. Who were our guests last week, I think? Um, we had Doyle and Doyle we had Kirk. One. What? Kirk. Kirk was one. Yeah, Doyle was one. Um, All Things Mavs? No. No, he did not. Not this week. Okay, somebody else though, uh, a Mavs Twitter person, Brian Zillum from yes from the other day. <coughs> yes, yes, him. Um, but I'm assuming one pod you talked about Otto Porter thing. Yeah, Kirk and I mentioned it a little bit, but let's get into it now. We might as well. Oh crap! Get you back. Um, what was the what what was the full report on that besides Dallas is interested? The full report was that Dallas has expressed interest in Otto Porter. Uh, that was kind of it. It was just kind of a, it was another one of these blurb kind of things. He did, you know, a note about every single team. It was a Mike Scott report from the Athletic. And it was a note from every single team that says Dallas has expressed interest in Otto Porter. You can um, do, you can make happen a Wes and Dwight Powell for Otto Porter move. Yeah, that gets really interesting um. because it helps them clear up some space. Dallas then has another wing. Uh, you take two players and upgrade them to something else. Guy that can play with Luca. Is it an upgrade? No. Over Wes uh, and Dwight? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, it would be an upgrade. Are you willing to throw your money into that? That's that's good. That's the question. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be taking away all of your money this summer because Dwight's uh, basically ten million. Would be so you'd basically be cutting off about what? I think it's like fourteen. Yeah, fourteen million or something from your cap space this upcoming summer. So now instead of eighty-seven million, <laughs> you would have. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, we don't. Have, the Mavericks don't have eighty-seven million. Yes, that is an inside joke. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think no. I think Otto Porter, his skill set and the type of player uh, he is, definitely fits alongside Luca. <coughs> and that would be a type of move for them to say, hey, let's give the Dennis and Luca pairing more time to try to figure that out. Yes. Because I personally don't think Harrison Barnes is going anywhere. I think yep. that that's going to stay. So, yeah. So if they're looking at it saying these two, different, you know, a couple different options of, <coughs> hey, can we. If we want to, if they don't want to go full mega blow up and they want to keep Luca and Dennis together, then your next option of trying to upgrade, but not, you know, the best next thing is, hey, can, what can you get for those type two guys? And I don't know. I, it just, it just all depends on how much Dallas wants to try to go full on swing now and how much they value that cap space this summer. It's going to be interesting going forward. It's going to be interesting. And you know what else is interesting, Isaac? What? We're back. 
We're, we're back. back. Finally, after all the holidays, after all the breaks and trips, and Isaac and I are back. We are going to be back in full force, giving you pods every single day of the week. Hey guys, just remember, weekend. what pod we, we were here when the Mavericks were, were losing, and they were in the slumps, and it was the lowest and lowest of days. There is quite literally no pod that has been going as long as we have, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, no yeah. Mavericks pod. Is there no one? Ma- no Mavericks Tweet pod. me if there is one, because I don't think there is one. No. Yeah, I mean, no. There hasn't been a Mavericks pod going as long as we have. And it's cool for us, and it's cool for a lot of our listeners that looks back and says, hey, I remember the days in which there were hardly anybody talking about the Mavericks, and now the Mavericks uh, are fun and exciting, and other you know teams and people and fans are looking at Luka and stuff. And now, and now a bunch of people's talking about the Mavericks, and it's awesome. And we were the fourth highest rated, uh, or the fourth highest listened to podcast in among NBA teams of the Locked On Network. So, we oh, did, really? Yeah, fourth. Sweet. See, I didn't get. I didn't even check my. Obviously, I didn't check my emails while I was gone either. So. Yeah, still behind the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Celtics. Those are the those are the three that were behind. But uh, yeah, those are those are hard to surpass. But uh, and the NBA one and the fantasy one, but those aren't team ones, so I don't count. Yeah, those, we don't those count don't those. Count. We like to say top five. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we appreciate you guys over the the holidays. We got some good, got some good numbers, and uh, we just appreciate all the feedback and everybody listening to the podcast. People reaching out. I just have people reaching out all over the place now uh, in YouTube comments. People will reach out about the podcast. <laughs> They'll reach out in. Instagram DMs, they'll reach out on Facebook Messenger, like all over the e- emails, like all over the place, and we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I did, love the, this community that we've built here. And I, I didn't say this a while a while back on the pod. I forgot. I told Nick about it. One of the games before I I left for the past couple of weeks, one of the last Mavs games that I went to, I was walking on this on the court before the game, and there was a bunch of people waiting uh, for Luca to come off the court to sign. And as I was walking across the court, I hear this, Isaac. And I'm like, you know, Isaac's not like John or something, you know, it's not like <laughs> super uh, common. So I look over into the crowd thinking, okay, I don't know if I know anybody over there. And there's a fan. And if you're listening, uh, DM me or something. So I, I know uh, who you are. <laughs> there's a fan. He raises his arm. He goes, locked on Mavericks. Let's go. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And I like did this air fist bump towards him. And uh, that that's really cool because um yeah just how many people have jumped on board with this over these past months and years now yeah yeah we're coming on to the start of year three soon that's freaking insane in may will be the start of year three so <laughs> it's wild well and hopefully that'll be leading into a, a mavericks playoff run i mean that'd be cool that would be a great way to start year three actually uh, no that would be in june I love our Mavericks, but I don't know if they'll be in the finals this year. <laughs> no, I mean in May they'll the playoffs will be in May. So yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, guys, we appreciate listening to the podcast again. We'll be back. We're back the rest of this week. We're back through all the games. We'll have post game podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for sticking it out with us through all the craziness. And I got sick last week, so I had to skip a day because I was so sick I could not talk. You sickling. It was so bad. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.